It's an epidemic. Storm drains are swallowing people everywhere. And no more babies in Parliament. There is an infant ban. A woman age 48 lived and dated as her 22-year-old daughter after stealing her identity. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy, and this is the only daily Weird News podcast hosted inside a closet. It's cozy today. It's raining outside. I'm nice and warm in here. <laughs> it's warm in here, guys. It's warm. Come in the closet. <laughs> Storm drains keep swallowing people during floods. Turns out this is a problem. On the night of September 1st, Danush Reddy and his fiance Kavya were returning home from a North Jersey mall when the remains of Hurricane Ida turned their drive extremely perilous. Rain pounded down, soaking the streets with so much water that cars stalled and police shut down the traffic. They felt their own car rattling and they abandoned it in a nearby lot. They decided to escape on foot walk to safer ground. They were hoping that Mandley's brother could pick them up. They waded hand in hand into murky water until they reached the middle point of the road where, unfortunately, a drain pipe sucked them both inside. They were both suddenly underwater being pulled toward a large black vacuum that seemed to be guzzling anything and everything into its wide open mouth like a black hole in interstellar space. Manley managed to grab part of a bridge railing, but Reddy clutched only her hand. She shouted for help as she tried to wrest her fiancé from the vortex, but it was, it was just too wet. It was too slippery. Reddy disappeared. Manley was left holding only his empty jacket. As the South Plainfield Jersey police searched for Reddy, who had been sucked into a three-foot-wide stormwater drain pipe that ran underground, they looked where they thought it might spit him out on, on the other side of the road. Manley's heart jumped when they told told her that they found a man hanging from a tree branch, calling for help. But it wasn't her husband, fiancé, rather. It was 18-year-old Kevin Rivera. Oh, Kevin, what are you doing out there? Were you sucked into a drain pipe? He had also been pulled into a drainage pipe. He told the media, Well, man, I was completely underwater. I couldn't grab a grip or hold on to anything. I just covered my head with my arms, sort of tried to ride it up till I came out on the other side, and maybe you know, I got a little gasp of air. Unfortunately, Reddy's body was found the next day in a wooded area blocks away from where he got pulled in. The engineer and construction project manager was dead at age 31. During the same storm in the same state, three others died the exact same way, being sucked into drain pipes. Storm drainage, death. There's no official count exactly of how many Americans get pulled into storm drains, pipes, or culverts during flood events, but the media identified about 35 such cases since 2015 using news accounts and court records. 21 of those people actually died from those drainage pipes. Nearly half of those lost were children. 13 of the deaths happened in the past three years alone. The numbers are likely an undercount since reports of flood deaths often don't give details other than the fact that someone was swept away or drowned. Despite all these drainage deaths and horrific cases that have spanned the country and stretched back decades, Federal, state, and local government agencies have failed to take simple steps to prevent such tragedies from happening. For one, officials are not actively surveying the nation's aging stormwater drainage systems, which are being taxed beyond capacity by, as you know, record downpours. Um, They haven't flagged openings that could pose a hazard and installed grates to prevent people from being sucked into the drainage pipes, down through the vortex, spit out on the other side, who knows where they go. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, an arm of the 
CDC, has recommended some steps, but it has no authority to compel the cities or counties to act on their advice. It actually issued two reports on storm drain hazards after the near-identical deaths of firefighters during flood rescues. There's instances, of course, in which local and state governments know about these hazards, but they don't do anything to secure it. One man who died on the same night as Reddy in Maplewood, Jersey, was among a group of neighbors who had warned the town and state officials that a storm pipe near their homes was pretty dangerous. The man was pulled into the large opening while trying to clear out some debris. That same night in Passaic, New Jersey, two college students were sucked into the very same drain where, just one year earlier, a DoorDash driver had been pulled in. She had been dumped into a river and survived. They were expelled into the same river, river those college students, but unfortunately they did not live. Some local and state government leaders have pushed back against recommendations to put in grates. They can be expensive to install, they say. They trap debris, they say. They can make flooding even worse, they say. People can also be pinned to the grates and drown. But other leaders and engineers say these problems can be overcome by using angled grates that provide victims an escape and by investing in maintenance schedules so that covered drains don't get clogged. It's life or death out there with these storm drains. And uh, it's something that to be concerned with. It's very strange. It's a weird way to go. Really, I had no idea there was so many storm drainage deaths, deaths by flooding vortexes. It's, it's bad enough. You've got to worry about a giant flood coming and ripping apart your house, pulling you away into the ocean. Now you've got to worry about as you're raking the leaves, you get pulled into a vortex spit out into a river junction or wherever, into the forest. These are just the many issues that we have to face as the climate gets a little crazier, um, crazier and crazier. This raining today in Los Angeles, a lot, very much, which is pretty out of the ordinary. Uh, but this is the world we live in now. So guys, just watch out for those drainage pipes. There's one in your neighborhood. Maybe like put a cone next to it, you know, one of those bright cones. Just put it right next to it, let everybody know. Print out some flyers, put them on the homes. There's a, like, look out for the vortex, you know, let everybody know. Yay! No babies in Parliament, and lawmakers are outraged by this infant ban. Several British politicians demanded a change in parliamentary rules this week after a lawmaker was told she couldn't bring her three-month-old baby into the House of Commons. Labor Party legislator... Stella Creasy said she had received a letter from Commons authorities after she took her infant son Pip to a debate. Huh, the only place they're still naming kids Pip, London. Pip, P-I-P. Uh, this poor kid is good. <laughs> it's in so much trouble. Well, you name a kid Pip, are you okay? Uh, Stella said that she, well, her name's Stella, so what do we expect? Stella said that she had previously taken both Pip and her older daughter. What's your older daughter's name? Pasquale? Uh, took, she took her kids to Parliament without problems previously, she says, but she had been told that the rules changed last month. Members of Parliament are now advised that they should not take their seat in chamber when accompanied by their child. Any child or just a baby? I can see how a baby would be annoying because they can get quite loud. And if you're trying to, I don't know, do parliamentary shit, you, you probably don't want a screaming baby in the room, I'd imagine. You're trying to pass laws, right? What, I mean, I, don't, I know a lot of them sleep through that <laughs> with their face in their soup, but some of them are paying attention and they're trying to do something. You can't really have screaming babies in there. Uh, Creasy said the rule undermined efforts to make politics more family friendly. Yeah, there's a lot that undermines politics efforts to get more family friendly. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're just scratching the surface, Stella. Here's a quote from her. Uh, 
There are barriers to getting mums involved in politics, and I think that damages our political debate. Britain's parliament, once known for its boozy macho culture and late night hours, has changed in recent years. One of the building's multiple bars was converted into a nursery for the children of politicians and the staff. Lawmakers are entitled to maternity. But without the ability to have someone cover their job while they are away, most can take only a short time off. Green Party lawmaker Caroline, she's interviewed, she says the baby ban is absurd. She said babies were far less disruptive than many braying backbenchers. Braying backbenchers. That's a phrase. I'm not sure what it means. She she just means like bitching lawmakers. Uh Lindsay Hoyle's in this story. She's the House of Commons speaker. I feel like I could be a speaker. I speak pretty good. How do you get a job as a speaker? You just got to be able to speak. I can speak. I speak every day (laughs) on a microphone in a closet. Okay, so Lindsay said that... Oh, Lindsay's a guy, by the way. Lindsay Hoyle. Yeah. London, where they're naming men Lindsay. (laughs) Guys, get your names together. What the hell is this? Lindsay says that he asked Parliament's procedure committee to review the rules and noted that there were differing views on this matter of bringing your infant to the to the sessions. Here's a quote from Lindsay. Well, the advice given yesterday correctly reflects the current rules. However, rules have, have to be seen in context and they change with the times. It is extremely important that parents of babies and young children are able to participate fully in the work of this house. Yes. Well, they're trying to make it more family friendly. We want to make sure that our workplaces are modern, flexible, and fit for the parents. And then that's the end of the article. Yeah, well, I don't know. Have a just hire some babysitters that are there all the time. You got enough money. Come on, these people are rich, right? Government has more money than than my lord and savior. Uh, <laughs> government, government has just endless pockets. Just have a little area where you can have uh, kids hang out, like a play date area. They can take them so that you don't have to take the baby actually into where you're making the laws and doing your jobs. Like in the photo, the lady's baby strapped to her chest. Like, is that also the best solution? No, no, but you shouldn't have to leave your kid at home. So take the kid, hire people to take care of the kids. What's wrong with you people? Man, your salaries are exorbitant. Take a little off the top a little bit and offer some childcare for free for those, you know, mothers that want to take the kids and still participate in government. I don't want barriers to female government participation. In fact, I want more females participating in government. That's why when I get a, a ballot, a mail-in ballot, and I look at all the names, I don't know anybody. I just pick uh, minority women. I'm like, I want minority women and all these other positions that I'm not familiar with. I mean, of course, I vote for the president or the, the uh, you know, the governor, people I know, but then there's a lot of people on there that in positions that I don't recognize. So I'm always just choosing minority women because I want to flip it on its head. I want government flipped upside down. I think it's stupid. Ridiculous. If you don't believe it's ridiculous, just go to some little local government meeting and you'll see a bunch of dummies running the show. A 48-year-old woman lived and dated as her 22-year-old daughter at a university. For two years, Laura Oglesby paraded herself as a university student with a job at the city library and boyfriends as well who believed she was 22 years old. Uh, Looking at a photo of... Laura Oglesby, she does not look anything near 22. She must have been hanging out in dark places with boys that were very drunk. Those college boys, they do drink quite a bit. Nearly blackout drunk. She totally took advantage of that situation. 48-year-old Missouri woman pleaded guilty to living two years, two whole years as your daughter you lived? (laughs) 
Oh, man, this is terrible. Poor daughter. Ugh, you probably messed up her credit. Oh, I know she messed up her daughter's credit. I will bet you. Probably got a huge student loan, too, that's now attached to the daughter. Okay, the daughter's estranged, so they're not speaking. Or they, well, they probably are now because it's, it's in the courts. Okay, so she embezzled about a quarter of a million dollars in Social Security fraud. Laura will spend five years in prison without parole. She's going to pay the university thousands of dollars, as well as restitution to her daughter, Lauren Ashley Hayes, for the identity theft. Here's how it went down. Oglesby obtained a Social Security card in the name of her daughter, who was 22 at the time. She then got a Missouri driver's license with it. The next year, she used the Social Security card to enroll at Southwest Baptist University in Missouri. And she applied for and received financial aid to attend. (laughs) Oh, boy. She received $10,000 in student loans. Oh, great, which are now attached to Lauren, I assume. Oh, man, this is a nightmare for this daughter. I feel terrible. Your mom's a real jerk. She also got $6,000 in grants. Wow. The daughter must have had good grades or was an athlete. (laughs) She applied for like an athletic scholarship and then shows up. She's 48. She's got to compete (laughs) on the dodgeball team or whatever. She also got hundreds of dollars for books as well at the bookstore. (laughs) Here's a quote from police chief Jamie Perkins. Everybody believed it. This Laura, she even had boyfriends that believed that she was that age. Can you believe it? 22 years old. They believed her. She's 48. Unbelievable. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. I can't believe it. People believed it. I can't believe they believed it, but they believed it. Those boyfriends believed it. I think they're, they're drunk most of the time, those college boys. They'll believe anything, really. I got to tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. I took a little liberty with that quote. Turns out it was thanks to her employment at the library that police were able to track her down after they were contacted by Arkansas authorities who were trying to find her for financial fraud. She apparently embezzled over $25,000 um, using her daughter's identity as well. Oh, man. This poor daughter now. She's got like a, a record and all this. The credit's going to be... F- Messed up. Who knows? Even her online presence she might be messed up, too. Man, you just really ruined someone's life on some level. This mom is awful. And now this is why it's very important just to be on top of your credit. Uh, and you don't have to go crazy. Just once a year, request a free credit report. Take a look-see on there. See if anybody bought a yacht under your name. Maybe there's extra student loans popping up. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, hey... I don't remember opening up an account in Zales. Is that the is Zales still around? The diamond place? <laughs> you could put like a a ring on on credit. Jonesy, you're stupid. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to help, guys. Weird, weird news, you make me feel so fine. You keep me laughing all of the time. Weird, weird news, you make me feel so crunk. Is that how it goes? Hi, everybody. I want to thank Beth. Beth is a member of the Patreon, and she upped her monthly Patreon pledge. That's right. She went from 2 to $5 a month. That means Beth is buying me like a high-end coffee each month. That's what's up, Beth. I'm going to get that uh, nitro cold brew. Oh, man, I had a nitro cold brew last week. That I mean, I was shaking. I was shaking like Eddie Money shaking. <laughs> Old school music references all day, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. <sighs> new school too, new school too. All right, all right, I'm up on it. I'm up on my shti. Okay, 
So big shout out to Beth for upping her pledge. You guys can, if you're a member of the Patreon, you can up your pledge at any moment if you feel like, you know, hey, let me give Jonesy a couple other bucks. Maybe I got maybe got a raise, something like that. Maybe you, maybe you sold some drugs on the weekend and you're doing all right. You want to up your pledge, you can do so. You can join the Patreon, by the way, by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You get that nice feeling of supporting me and my little uh, Weird AF production that's going on over here in a closet. You also get your name on the wall in the closet, which is pretty sweet. Yesterday, I put up David Cox and David Lank. I'm going to... Beth, is your name up on here? No, it isn't. I'm going to have to add it. You've been a member for a while. I, I, and I put, a, I put a notice on there like, hey, if you guys have... I'm putting all new names on the wall. But if you guys have been a member for a while, just let me know and I'll put your name up. I'm going to put Beth's name up. Beth, thank you. Also got a lovely email and an article sent to me by someone named Diamond. Ooh, Diamond Lewis. Um, Diamond wrote me an, an email as well because I, I wrote a thank you for sending me the link and asked, where do you live? As I usually do. I'm curious what, where people live. What do they do? Diamond writes me, I live in Washington, D.C., Jonesy, but I'm originally from Silver Springs, Maryland, which is right around the corner. I've been meaning to reach out to you to thank you for your podcast. Um, she says, living in the heart of politics sucks. All I ever hear about is Trump and COVID. Oh, boy. I can't. Im- yeah. Diamond, I can imagine. That must be horrible. I can't stand politics. Ugh. She says, growing up here... Growing up here, they even encourage you to get a government job. It's ridiculous. Wow, they really do? They encourage you to get a government job? Well, that's a lot of time off, and I think they pay pretty good. Probably have good insurance. Might not be such a bad idea. But I don't know how you sleep at night if you work for the government. I'm <laughs> kidding, guys. There's some positions in government that are honest. Uh, she writes, uh, so thank you for giving us something to laugh about, Jonesy. On a side note, I have to listen to your podcast with headphones on because my roommates are all about that political correctness life. And so I don't know how they would feel when you do your accents from other countries. I think it's funny AF. Anyways, take care, and I'll be sure to send in some crazy DC news for you soon. Well, thank you, Diamond. Send me that DC news. I think it's very sad that you got to listen with your headphones on because your roommates are so lame. Imagine being offended because I do a British accent like this. You know, I don't even do a good one, but like, imagine, like, that's offensive now too? Wow, boy. I thought I was allowed to. This is what I thought I was allowed to do. Any accent that comes from an ethnicity that's the same as mine, a.k.a. white. Now I can't even do that. <laughs> I can't. You mean I can't do the my dumb Florida man accent no more? Oh, what about this? Oh, is this racist? I'm from Florida. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my job's just getting harder and harder. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to do what I do. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. I know you like it, Diamond, and I appreciate you saying so. Thank you for being what I call a reasonable individual. I find your roommates to be unreasonable. People like that, unreasonable. I think you are are reasonable, and I appreciate you. You're exactly the people that I want listening to this podcast. You appreciate it, and you're not easily offended like these other idiots. Anyways, um... That was a really nice email. Thank you so much for reaching out and bringing to my attention the state of affairs in D.C. I had no idea. Uh, I haven't been to D.C. in a long time, but I would love to visit. I could do comedy shows there. There's, uh, they got quite a, there's quite a lot of comedy going on, so uh, maybe I'll make it back there. And it's just like really just kind of cold right now, guys. You know, it's like kind of cold. Let's go back to Mexico, maybe, man. Just hang on in the sound, man. Sound, man? Yeah, sound, man. All right, I've clearly lost my mind. I'm over-caffeinated, and um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I hope you're happy. I hope I made you happy. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. This is Dustin from Pennsylvania. I'm just calling because listening to your story about Jacques Lecoq, 
Um, you may have caught the thing about him not coming with the police, but did you catch when you said that you've never come across him? So uh, the inner teenager in me caught it, and I just wanted to make sure you did. Thanks. Love the show. Been listening for about two years now. Hey there, Jonesy. And hello, fellow weirdos. This is Michael from Iowa City. Uh, this past Sunday, I received the devastating news of an extended family member who committed suicide. This was a person of above age 70 who had received the diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and was starting to experience the first steps of that with forgetfulness, etc. This was a real man's man. A uh, man had been on the police force for 36 years, and he ended his career five years ago by being chief of police. And he made the decision that uh, he wasn't going to go out by becoming uh, a shell of his former self or having to move in with family members and maybe a nursing home and having someone end up changing his diapers. Well, I don't agree with his decision to end things the way he did. I know he took his own fate into his own hands and went out on his own terms. I do understand this decision. But um, I know through the years I've come to decide through the things I've gone through that you just have to believe that things happen in this world for a reason. And if you believe otherwise, you'll go crazy trying to make sense of things. And that's where I believe the Lord brings us help. He brings us comfort. He brings us joy. And that's what I get from losing, listening to Weird AF News, which I did continue to listen to every day this week, even while going through this funeral and burial process, visitation, etc. And it just seems like the Lord was meant for these shows to be this week. And I know there was one on making suicide pods, and there was another story about how Alzheimer's can be helped by Viagra pills. It just seemed like that these shows were planned for me specifically and how help can be out there for people who are suffering from depression. Christmas can be an especially difficult time of year for people for many different reasons. And if this is something that you are considering, if you're down and depressed and you need help, Look to the people around you, or if not, there's free and confidential help for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline by calling 1-800-273-8255 or going online to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, thank you, weirdos. I'll ask for your prayers. And again, if you need help, it's available around you, 1-800-273-8255 or Suicide Prevention lifeline.org. Thank you. God bless you. And I thank this show for bringing me comfort and joy.